Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 11th day of January. Welcome. I hope you are feeling well. I still have this cold going strong, man. I'm ready for it to be over. It it's just it's time to get out of here. But I I hope you are well and that you are having a great week getting settled into this new year. I'm curious, like, are your Christmas decorations still up? Or did you take them down? My husband Ben, he had time off from uh, Christmas to New Year's, so he had like a full week off. And as soon as uh, we traveled to go see his family for uh, after Christmas, and so once we got back, I was like, take it all down. I'm ready for my house to be clean and for. The stuff that gets moved around for the Christmas decorations to go back in its place, and the ours has been taken down for quite some some time. But um, yeah, and now here we are. We're in the in Nashville and Middle Tennessee. This is now the the time of like oh, it's raining. No, I think that's snow. No, it's raining. Mm, is that is that snow? Is it going to snow? Oh no, there's gonna thunderstorm. Okay, now it may be sixty degrees. Next week it's going to be thirty degrees, and then probably in two weeks we'll probably have an ice snowstorm. And that's that's how it's been my whole life. Like January and February, late January, February is like when we get our ice and our snow. Don't love it. Not a super big fan. But、um, those days where we get like sixty degree days and the sun is out, I'm outside barefoot and I'm in. Short sleeves, trying to soak up all the the sunshine, but I think now we're in the the rainy season. I don't know. I, even if I was a meteorologist, it would still take me by surprise. I don't know. I never studied weather a day in my life. But anyways, here we are. Hope you're having a great great day, great week, great weather. And if not, that's okay too. Glad you're here. Let's come around. A global campfire together and read the word of the Lord. We're continuing on in Job twenty-nine through thirty-one, and we are in the New International Version this week. Job continued his discourse. How I long for the months gone by, for the days when God watched over me, when His lamp shone on my head, and by His light I walked through darkness. Oh, for the days when I was in my prime. When God's intimate friendship blessed my house, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, when my path was drenched with cream and the rock poured out of for me streams of olive oil, when I went to the gate of the city and I took my seat in the public square, the young men saw me and stepped aside, and the old men rose to their feet. The chief men refrained from speaking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles were hushed. And their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. Whoever heard me spoke well of me, and those who saw me commended me, because I rescued the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to assist them. The one who was dying blessed me. I made the widow's heart sing. I put on righteousness as my clothing. Justice was my robe and my turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. I took up the case of the stranger. I broke the fangs of the wicked and snatched the victims from their teeth. I thought, I will die in my own house. My days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots will reach to the water, 
and the dew will lie all night on my branches. My glory will not fade. The bow will never be new in my hand. People listened to me expectantly, waiting in silence for my counsel. After I had spoken, they spoke no more. My words fell gently on their ears. They waited for me for showers and drank in my words as the spring rain. When I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I dwelt as a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. But now they mock me, men younger than I, whose fathers I would have disdained to put with my sheepdogs. Of what use was the strength of their hands to me, since their vigor had gone from them. Agard from want and hunger, they roamed the parched land and desolate wastelands at night. In the brush they gathered salt herbs, and their food was the root of the broom bush. They were banished from human society, shouted at as if they were thieves. They were forced to live in the dry stream beds, among the rocks and in holes in the ground. They brayed among the bushes and huddled in the undergrowth, a base and nameless brood. They were driven out from the land. And now those young men mock me in song. I've become a byword among them. They detest me and keep their distance. They do not hesitate to spit in my face. Now that God has unstrung my bow and afflicted me, they throw off restraint in my presence. On my right, the tribe attacks. They lay snares for my feet. They build their siege ramps against me. They break up my road. They succeed in destroying me. No one can help him, they say. They advance as though a gaping breach. Amid the ruins, they come rolling in. Terrors overwhelm me. My dignity is driven away as by the wind. My safety vanishes like a cloud. And now my life ebbs away. Days of suffering grip me. Night pierces my bones. My gnawing pains never rest. In his great power, God becomes like clothing to me. He binds me like the neck of my garment. He throws me into the mud, and I am reduced to dust and ashes. I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. You turn on me ruthlessly. With the might of your hand, you attack me. You snatch me up and drive me before the wind. You toss me about in the storm. I know you will bring me down to death, to the place appointed for all the living. Surely no one lays a hand on a broken man when he cries for help in his distress. Have I not wept for those in trouble? Has not my soul grieved for the poor? Yet when I hoped for good, evil came. When I looked for light, then came darkness. The churning inside me never stops. Days of suffering confront me. I go about blackened, but not by the sun. I stand up in the assembly and cry for help. I've become a brother of jackals, a companion of owls. My skin grows black and peels. My body burns with fever. My lyre is turned to mourning. And my pipe to the sound of wailing. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. For what is our lot from God above, our heritage from the Almighty on high? Is it not ruin for the wicked? Disaster for those who do wrong. Does he not see my ways and count my every step? For I have walked with falsehood, or my foot has hurried after deceit. Let God weigh me 
and honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless. If my steps have turned from the path, if my heart has been led by my eyes, or if my hands have been defiled, then may others eat what I have sown, and may my crops be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, or if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain, and may other men sleep with her, for that would have been wicked, a sin to be judged. It is a fire that burns to destruction. It would have uprooted my harvest. If I have denied justice to any of my servants, whether male or female, when they had a grievance against me, what will I do when God confronts me? What will I answer when called to account? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one form us both within our mothers? If I have denied the desires of the poor or let the eyes of the widow grow weary, if I have kept my bread to myself, not sharing it with the fatherless, but from my youth I reared them as a father would, and from birth I guided the widow. If I have seen anyone perishing for lack of clothing or the needy without garments, and their hearts did not bless me, for warming them with the fleece from my sheep. If I have raised my hand against the fatherless, knowing that I had influence in court, and let my arm fall from the shoulder, let it be broken off at the joint. For I dreaded destruction from God, and for fear of his splendor I could not do such things. If I have put my trust in gold, or said to pure gold, you are my security. If I have rejoiced over my great wealth, the fortune my hands has gained. If I have regarded the sun and its radiance, or the moon moving in splendor, so that my heart was secretly enticed, and that my hand offered them a kiss of homage, then these would also be sins to be judged, for I would have been unfaithful to God on high. I have rejoiced at my enemy's misfortune, or gloated over the trouble that came to him. I have not allowed my mouth to sin. By invoking a curse against their life, and those of my household have never said, who has not been filled with Job's meat. But no stranger had to spend the night in the street, for my door was always open to the traveler. If I have concealed my sin as people do, by hiding my guilt in my heart, because I so feared the crowd, and so dreaded the contempt of the clans, that I kept silent and would not go inside. Oh, that I had someone to hear me. I sign now my defense. Let the Almighty answer me, but my accuser put his indictment in writing. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder. I would put it on like a crown. I would give him an account of my every step. I would present it to him as, as to a ruler. If my land cries out against me, and with all its furrows are wet with tears, if I have devoured its yield without payment, or broken the spirit of its tenants, then let the briars come up instead of wheat, and stinkweed instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. I think if I'm understanding Job correctly today, he's saying, if I had done all these things that were wicked or things that deserved this punishment, then I could understand why I would be in this place, but I didn't do these things, so I'm confused why I'm in this place. And I wonder, maybe if you can relate to that where you felt like, wait, I've, I've done all these good things. I've served here. I've shown up faithfully here. I've given 
this. I've followed that. I've I've done all the things that were good, that make me a good person, or that I really felt like the Lord was leading me to, and now I'm in the situation that really stinks. And I'm calling out to the Lord, but I don't hear him. I'm asking him to save me, but I don't feel saved. I'm trying to do all these things, and yet here I am. Like, what do I do that's the right thing to get God to move? Or how do I pray the right thing so that this desperation will will flee me? Or how do I maneuver through this depression? Or how do I get out of this anxiety? I wish I had the right words to say that would comfort you, because I'm not sure that I do. But what I do know is that if you find yourself in the story, that's okay. That means you're human and somebody else long before you also felt these things. And if nothing else, know that you're not alone. And sometimes hearing that doesn't always comfort me. Sometimes it does. And I think too, maybe you've never read through the story of Job before, so I won't give you the, the, the ending of it. Um, but I know that we're not at the end of the story of, of Job right now, and you're not at the end of the story that you're walking through right now. And I just want to say, I'm sorry. That really sucks. And I bet it's really hard what you're going through. And I couldn't imagine that. And I'm sure you didn't imagine it to go this way either. And I know that the Lord is for you. I know that he hears you. I know that he has not forgotten you and he's not overlooked you. I also know that he cares for you and he loves you. I don't always know the Lord's timing. I don't always understand it. Sometimes I'm having to remind myself, it's not my timing, it's the Lord's timing. And I don't even super fully know what that means all the time, but I have to trust and I have to bow myself low and humble myself and trust that Okay, God, you're, you are sovereign. I'm not. You are holy. I'm not. You are perfect in all of your ways, and I'm not. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And if that's the truth, then I'm going to be okay. And so I don't know the right words to say to you. Again, like we have some friends of Job's or some men surrounded around him that feel like had good intentions or maybe some didn't I'm not really sure I I don't have a look into their hearts but some things were helpful and some things weren't and if you have things that are being said that are unhelpful I'm sorry for that too because that really sucks and sometimes I wish people wouldn't speak you know they would just be there but I know that people are trying and they don't always know what to say and so out of nervousness they just speak but I just want you to know you're not alone, you're not forgotten, and you're not going under, you're not drowning, even though it feels like it. That's something that I really, really felt after I had my daughter, Regan. Maybe if you're new here, you haven't heard this, um, but I had really bad postpartum anxiety with my daughter, and I constantly felt like I was drowning, like I was just taking on so much water, and... Uh, I went to church one Sunday, which was pretty rare. I didn't really like to leave the house, especially 
to go to church because it just interfered with, like, is she going to sleep? Is she going to want to eat? It's just like, well, how is this going to, I don't know how I'm going to handle all this. And so I remember one Sunday I went and um, someone had pulled me aside and they were just like, hey, like, you've really been in my heart, really been praying for you. And I just like broke down because I was like, that means a lot. Like, but I also must be really bad if the Lord is putting me on other people's hearts. And um, she had prayed over me and she was like, I just keep hearing the Lord say like, you're not going down, you're not going under. And I was like, man, she has no idea. She has no idea that this whole week I felt like I've been drowning. And uh, I just like wept, probably the hardest that I've ever sobbed. And I'm pretty sure I held up the service because <laughs> my pastor came over and started praying over me as well. Um, but it was a really sweet and holy moment where I felt like I really had people that cared for me's attention, but I also had the Lord's attention and He was speaking over me. I have you, you're not going down, you're not going under. And I, those words forever hold me in a steady place because they're from the Lord. And that that's the truth. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of people who may need to hear this today. But if not, and if it's just one, then great. This is for you. This is from the Lord. You are not going down. You're not going under. The Lord, His hand isn't short. Nothing is too far out of His reach. His hand is not short. He absolutely has the ability, the willingness, the desire to reach down and to save us. As He again and again and again will and has always done. So I don't have much more to say and I don't really know how to tie this up, but maybe just enter into a time with the Lord where you have all distractions put away, put aside, just have a moment with the Lord and ask Him to speak over you and to speak into whatever it is that you're feeling and Maybe if this is like if this is not you and you're not relating to this, maybe ask the Lord, Lord, is there someone in my community that really needs something that where I could be a vessel and to really bless someone? And so that's all for today. I'm trying to I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey DABC family. My name is Valerie and this is my first time calling the prayer line. I just want to take this time to lift Debbie up in prayer. Debbie, I pray that you find comfort and strength in your growing relationship with God and that you experience a safe and healthy pregnancy. When you poured your heart out to us, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit in a way that I haven't in a very long time. I feel as though I can relate to you in many ways. I am also 22 years old. And all the way up to this point in my life, I have been struggling with anxiety, depression, and isolation. I have no friends outside of family, and I experienced suicidal ideation during the holidays, as well as throughout most of last year. After trying three different medications unsuccessfully. I want to share this with you because I want you to know that you're not alone, and that you are worthy of love. I love you. God loves you, and you are loved by this entire community. Sometimes God sets us apart from others to work in us, spend time with us, and sanctify our hearts. 
I believe that this season in your life is a part of your story and your calling, that God strengthened you in the darkness, and without that darkness, there is no place for light to shine. He sees how bright your light is from within and is cultivating your testimony in this time so that you may be a blessing to others in the same ways that you have been blessed. I pray that you take some time to soak your mind and your heart in Psalm 23 and Psalm 139. I love you, sister in Christ. You are in my prayers day and night. Amen. Good evening, DABC family. This is Rachel from the UK. I'm just ringing in response to Debbie's prayer request, Debbie from Washington. Oh, I will just want you to know, Debbie, that I see you, I hear you, and I love you. And I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder with you on this. I, too, deal with agoraphobia daily and depression and self-loathing. At 49, I still haven't worked out how to like myself. But last year during DABC, God broke through all of that and showed me his love and how much he loves me. And you know, Debbie, God created you because he loves you. He didn't only create you, he created you intentionally. He created you for purpose. He created you to be his child because he loves you. You are here because you are meant to be here and you have so much to give. And right now in this horrible, dark and painful place that you are in I just pray Heavenly Father that you are able to reach into this space and just show Debbie how much you love her how much she is valued how much she is needed and how it will not always be this way I love you Debbie I will be praying constantly for you Huge hugs. Take care. Hello, DAB family. My name is Tamika Griffin, and I am new to this study, and I'm enjoying it immensely thus far. I was calling in for prayer for myself. Um, I need a kidney transplant, and I am trusting and believing God for a living donor. Um, I am from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I've been on dialysis now. It'll be three years in July, and I'm ready to be delivered from dialysis. Um, I also want to pray for a young lady who called from Washington State. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember her name, but she's 22 years old. She's pregnant. She just moved from California to Washington State. She's dealing with depression, and she said she tried to kill herself on Christmas Day. And she's afraid to go outside, but she does have a supportive um, uh, partner. So I'm praying that God will deliver her, and she gets the help that she needs so that she will be healthy mentally and physically for her baby that she will be having. 
Um, I really, really am trusting and praying, God, for her deliverance. I heard the sadness in her voice. Um, and again, my name is Tamika Griffin from Charlotte, North Carolina, and praying for a kidney very soon from a living donor and praying for the young lady in Seattle, Washington, who's dealing with depression. Thank you so much for this beautiful program. My cousin introduced me to it, and I love it. Look forward to hearing more tomorrow. Thank you. Good day, royalty. Uh, this is Tulani Ndaba from Johannesburg um, in South Africa. Oh, this episode absolutely amazing. Thank you very much for the mother and daughter who came up with this idea and who are serving us in this really awesome way, exposing us to the whole Bible within a year, you know. Um, for many years now, I've been struggling with reading the Bible consistently. Um, and I found that this is really one of the best ways for me to engage with the Bible in a really practical way and on a daily basis. And chronologically, like, you know, it's really, really amazing. I'm super grateful for you guys. And I really pray that God may enlarge your territory. I pray uh, for everyone on this group or on this app, you know, for, for you guys to be consistent, for, you, for God to, to help you to understand, for God to help you to apply everything that you are learning through uh, this exposure uh, to the Word of God and that you may uh, be given the ability to spread the gospel as well. Tiny prayer request I've applied for a couple of universities, four universities to be um, exact, and some of them have rejected me. Only one of them has accepted me for a course. So please just pray for God's favor upon my life for me to get acceptance. I'll be studying either pharmacy or biokinetics, and I really, really love those courses, and I really pray that God may help me to get in. Uh, but yeah, grace and peace, fam. I love you very much. Mwah. Hello, Dabsy family. My name is Yolanda, and I'm calling in for prayer for my family. We just recently had the loss of our, my beloved niece, Maya. And this one has really rocked my family to the core because just seven short months ago, we buried her grandmother, my mother. I'm just asking for prayer, for healing, stress, comfort, and restoration for my family. Thank you.